0: ABC Listen. Podcasts, radio, news, music and more. Think of the sounds that you love best. I'm hearing rain on a tin roof or the crisp sound of slicing through a fresh bread crust. But now imagine that everyday sounds like people chewing food or fingers tapping on a table could make you feel intensely angry or even sick. That's what it can be like for people with misophonia, which triggers extreme responses to certain sounds. It's a very misunderstood condition, though I'd be really happy to hear from you if it's something that you've come across. Author Imbi Neem lives with it, and she felt it was time to put it in a book. Her new novel is called Kind of, Sort of, Maybe, But Probably Not. Imbi welcome to Life Matters. Thanks for having me, Hilary. Now, the opening line of your book reads, it was fair to say that Phoebe Cotton's brain was like a mixing desk where some of the controls were a little bit broken. Tell us a little bit about Phoebe and and what life's like for her with that kind of brain.
1: So Phoebe... She's growing up in the 80s and 90s, long before misophonia actually had a name. So she's quite isolated with her condition. Um, So she really thinks it's something that's just purely wrong with her. Um, And she is slowly retreating from a very loud world um, to the safety of her grandmother's house, where she's the custodian of the family property.
0: And it sounds like it's not just a kind of generalised loud world. It's that some sounds get turned up way more than they might be for other people.
1: Yeah, it's like that mixing desk isolates uh, a particular track when it picks it up. So um, I suffer from the condition as well, from misophonia. And once you pick up the sound of someone eating or it might be sniffling or there may be a whole, there's a suite of triggers. Um, they're not the same for everyone. You just can't unhear it. It's all your brain can can. You know, focus on, and it's impossible to be able to um, to get away from that sound. You just become consumed with listening to it and feeling, as you said, white hot rage in response to it.
0: That's interesting. Tell us a bit more about the the kind of physiological responses that you have, and that you know you've you've represented uh, to some extent in Phoebe as well.
1: Well, I certainly know my own experience of misophonia is is kind of like a full body clench. I feel my toes curl and my fists, like my fingernails go into the palms of my hand. I feel like my brain clamped down and it is, it is, is definitely a physical response and something that I don't seem to have a lot of control over. There's this rational part of my brain that goes... It's just a person being a person. They're just, you know, making person noises. They're eating food. That's that's perfectly acceptable for them to eat a meal, but it just hurts my brain and and I, I, I've I, I didn't understand why when I was a young person, just like Phoebe Cotton.
0: Well, yeah, that must have been so hard to untangle. Just knowing rationally that these are things that people are allowed to do, but having this incredible uh, response in your body, and, and it's been described as a fight or flight response, hasn't it? How, how did you cope with that?
1: Well, it's 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 fight, flight, or freeze, and I think I I have just endured. I've kind of clenched and just tried to hold my position and get through it without hurting myself or hurting somebody else um i've, I've never struck out at someone for eating with their mouth open i may have thought about it but i'm um because the, the the thing about me is is there's this big part of me that is kind and well tries to be kind and tries to be empathetic and loving and accepting and then this very small very angry bit of me that just is furious at people for, for daring to make noise with their mouths.
0: Well yes I was reading through a list of, of symptoms that people can experience and it does range right through from anger and anxiety and disgust to uh, shouting and non uh, nonviolent or even violent actions to prevent the sound and it's a recognised condition now as you say Tell us a bit about some of the things that uh, affect your life when you have the condition, because it was fascinating to read about Phoebe trying to make a new friend, but the friend mentions making soup and suddenly she has to leave the house.
1: Yes, yeah, so it's, it's. Um, I mean, Phoebe's misophonia is, is a, a little more extreme than mine, but certainly I would avoid any situation uh, where I would be in a quiet room with someone eating so those those kind of the the concept of the romantic you know um, dinner for two in a quiet restaurant is like my idea of hell I need lots of ambient noise to kind of soak up the eating sounds around me. Um, so yes uh, there's a lot of kind of careful choices you get on a train you cast your eye around the carriage, you see who's eating chips, and you know to go the opposite direction. Who's chewing gum? You turn away from them. You try and get away from them. Um, so it, it, I think it affects me every day, possibly even every hour that I'm awake. Um, but you know, I found I'm I'm in my fifties now. I've got coping strategies. I'm not at risk of um, of harming anybody out there. So no one should be scared. <laughs> but uh, I've got, I've just developed a kind of a a whole series of of tiny little coping mechanisms, but I can never get away from the rage.
0: Well, we've got some amazing texts here and, and perhaps you may want to cover your ears for a moment in Benin because they, they're full of descriptions of sounds. Uh, Claire says, I definitely have this problem. It's got worse over the past 20 years. I didn't realise it was a thing until recently and I'm keen to understand more. Justine in Lena Valley says, the sound of people breathing through a badly blocked nose on the bus or tram really angers me and I carry earplugs. And yes, says Harry, I detest those adverts where there are extreme close-ups of big mouths biting into hamburgers. Ah, he says. Well, there's a scene where Phoebe gets asked to go to the cinema and she just, you know, clenches. How does that impact um, your your social situations and, and I guess your dating life too, Inby?
1: Yeah, it has a huge, I mean, it's hard enough to find, you know, Mr. or, or Ms. Wright without oh, yeah. um, having this added complication. And, and certainly cinema, there's ice cream cones and there's popcorn. Popcorn, I think, is my my sworn enemy um and i seem to attract popcorn um so when i sit down in the cinema there may not be anyone with popcorn around me initially and then suddenly they'll just swarm in and there's something loud and squeaky and the way people sort of shovel it in their mouths and it's all i can hear but um so going to i love i love the movies but going to the cinema has always been problematic and i've ended up slumped in my seat with my fingers in my ears but recently I, i bought one of those sort of um earplugs I saw that was delivered to me um, as an ad on Instagram and I've tried those and that has been a game changer. It's been a way of kind of funneling the noise that I want to or the sound I want to listen to and kind of blocking out some of the other noise and so I'm looking forward to a future where I'm actually able to watch an entire movie without sort of distressing myself and my partner who is on high alert for popcorn from the minute we walk into the cinema he's scanning, scanning
0: Wow. It must be great to have a little support staff of, of one there. But, I mean, how have people reacted over the years, Imbi, when, when you've tried to explain what's going on for you? I guess friends but also health professionals.
1: So I I told virtually nobody um, in the first of 20 or 30 years. Maybe uh, like I would say less than a handful of people outside of my immediate family who obviously had to share many meals with me. Um and then, and then uh, as, as I've sort of gotten older, I have kind of disclosed to a few people. The, the woman who was best woman at my wedding, she, she said to me the other day, you only told me five years ago, and even then it was in passing like it was no big deal. So um, in writing this book, this has really been a coming out for me. And now I'm starting to have to have all these conversations about misophonia in a way that I, I never have dared to before because I've been so worried that people would think I'm some kind of monster.
0: This is really interesting. There's people texting in, just explaining how intense it can be. I get misophonia so badly, says one. Normal sounds like babies crying and dogs, dogs barking, uh, which apparently affect everyone's brains. doesn't matter whether you have this condition or not. The baby's crying is, is a trigger for everyone. But this texter goes on. But an embarrassing one is certain laughs. I agree with Imbi. It's involuntary. But these things make me feel actually violent. Red hot rage. They go on. I read the other day that one symptom of it being extreme can be involuntary sexual arousal. Thankfully, I don't have that, they say. (laughs) That would be inconvenient. And another one says, yes, I thought I was just rude. There are certain music styles, pitch and voices that I have to run away from. Chill meditation music gives me a panic attack. The techno beat my son loves. I have to put my headphones on. High pitched female voices hurt me. I have run out of stores at Christmas time when Mariah Carey blares the Christmas carols. Well, you're not alone there, but I, I see what you're saying. And they go on. I don't want to hate it, but it's physical. Repetition of the same song like the supermarket theme song. I seriously can't do it. And they they, they say, I've become known as rather bossy at parties as I can't get past the music. Imbi, have you tried uh, any treatments or, or strategies uh, to help you manage this? Or is it something you've just become resigned to living with?
1: I, I largely have come, I've become resigned to living with it. And also, I just want to apologise for laughing so much at that Um at the uh, sexual arousal thing, because I realised that listener had said that certain laughs um, could trigger them. So sorry if I triggered you. Um, so I, I just wanted to say about um, about getting treatment. I'm in the middle of reading a book by an Australian um, academic uh, called Sounds Like Misophonia, which is looking at uh, using CBT um, to uh, to cognitive behaviour um, therapy um, to to start to kind of modify or kind of reduce your your misophonia but funnily enough um i mean that's the first time i've sort of seen that there are any kind of strategies like that but i was about to have this book out and i thought i've got to talk about misophonia i can't cure myself of misophonia (laughs) and then go on the kind of the, the the media trail um like some kind of phony so i needed to stay in the misophonic um uh zone but i i hope i hope that you know when i do come to try some of those strategies that they may kind of I don't think it'll ever go away, but help me help me kind of modify my brain's response to those sounds. Who knows? Fingers well, crossed.
0: Yeah, when people talk about, you know, noise cancelling headphones, thank God for that technology, and um white noise generators too, do they help you?
1: Yes. I use I use white noise. I have tracks on my phone. I have um, my AirPods with me always. When they fail, I have earplugs attached to my key rings. Um, I I always have something on hand because there's been plenty of times in, in in the past where I haven't had anything. And one one trip, I, a bus trip, I ended up wrapping a. a, a a jump around my head just to try and muffle some of the eating noises.
0: Well, Imbi, you've sparked a lot of conversation on our text line. I can't believe how many texts are coming through mirroring this experience, and I hope that the book does the same as well. Thanks so much for chatting to us about it on Life Matters.
1: Thank you so much for having me and to all the other misophonics out there. You know, it's great to know that we're not alone, and I think it's good to start talking about it with people, so that they can understand more why you behave in the way that you do, I think there's nothing to be lost from from being more honest about it.
0: Exactly, and it's remarkably common. I was reading a statistic that suggested one in five adults had it, so misophonia, not a rare condition. Author Imbi Neem won the Penguin Literary Prize in 2019 for her debut novel The Spill. Her new novel is called Kind of, Sort of, Maybe, but Probably Not, and it features a main character called Phoebe who has misophonia.
1: ABC Listen
0: podcasts, radio, news, music, and more.